Oh, hi, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Frank and Oak and Hum Nutrition. Loving both of these companies so hard. Can't even tell you about it. Well, I will tell you about it. I can guarantee you that right now. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <sighs> There's so many phrases. I just don't know what they mean. Um, yeah, I can guarantee I will talk about them later. Give you some discount codes, you know. Put that in your pocket. I don't know. My guest and I, Ben, uh, also try to use a phrase and try to just like all like these like you know, water under the bridge and all these like dumb phrases that we say all the time that we have no idea where they came from and what they mean. Um, yeah, I digress. Anywho, um, I love you guys. How you doing? How are you? Are you driving to work? Are you at work? Are you working out? I can't imagine that I'd want to hear my voice while working out. It doesn't sound that soothing, but you do you. If I motivate you to be your best self, Five more push-ups. Do it. What if I just start? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make this into a fitness podcast where I just like randomly sprinkle in like suck it up. Run another mile. No, I wouldn't do that to you guys because I don't run. I do a lot of long distance walking. I'm a long distance walker. I don't want to brag. It's a sport. Um, okay. So you guys are good. It seems you'll let me know if you're not DM me. Let me know how you're feeling. Um, I'm excited about my guest today. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Uh, But first, I have realized that you can't just force murder podcasts on people. That is, uh, that's something that I think needs to be consensual. You don't just invite your friend over to lay out by the pool in Palm Springs and then just put on a gruesome murder podcast. It's not fun for others if they're not into them. Um, I think it's like, I think that's why like the, cause I've been talking a lot about my favorite murder. I'm super into the podcast. Um, why the, the group of people that are into true crime and that podcast and whatever they call themselves murderinos, because it is like a, it's a select group of people. You can't just in casual conversation at any turn when someone, you know, brings up when they're just like, Oh, Santa Cruz, California. You're like, I know about a serial killer from there and let me tell you about it. It was terrifying. It's like no one wants to hear about that. Just out of the blue. You can't just start talking about murder to people. If they're not into it, it's creepy and it's scary. Also, Rachel, don't do it on dates. Yeah, I've done that. I've also, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast, asked people if they're serial killers as a way to like just see if I'm safe. Such a dumb question. Who's going to answer yes to that? But like... Yeah, I would think, too, when you're on a date, red flag. If the girl's like, so, have you heard about the toolbox killers? (laughs) Well, let me tell you about them. Not normal. It makes you seem creepy, Rachel. Step it back a little bit. Dial it back. Um, So, yeah, so I had my friend Kylie over. So I went to the desert this weekend. Um, My parents were not there, but I went to their house. And uh, first of all, I'm freaking myself out. So I'm doing myself no favors by driving two and a half hours in the dark um, after Brittany's beautiful bridal shower, by the way, beautiful. Um, there were Disney princesses there, not something I would be particularly into. So like just note to all of my friends and just anyone self, if I ever get married and I have a bridal shower, don't bring me Disney princesses. I will have to pretend to be like, Oh, 
Oh, yay. <laughs> when really I'm like, what are they doing in my house? What are they? they didn't take their shoes off. They're wearing sparkly. There's glitter getting everywhere. Anyways, um, so, yes, yeah, so after that, I drove to Palm Springs or La Quinta. And um, I'm doing myself no favors because the entire way there, I was listening to uh, my favorite murder podcast and hearing about terrible murders. I arrive at the house at night. It's pitch black. I'm alone. There's a lot of windows. And then I've terrified myself. And so um, I lock my... So there's o- the only bedroom door that has a lock on it is my parents' bedroom door. So I decided I'm going to sleep in their room. And I got a whole little like area. I got a bathroom in there. I got, you know the bed tv i can just stay in that wing in the dark hours of the night i don't need to walk around the house i'm good so i arrive at the house it's very dark i'm like real freaked out i check the locks i don't know 75 times um like an ocd weirdo like i I don't know i do that at my own house though too so who knows um and then yeah i stopped and made myself a bowl of popcorn to bring in the room i wasn't gonna starve to death (laughs) even though I'd ate Mexican food two hours prior. But yeah, I needed provisions in case I was going to be in that room for a long time. So um, I establish a perimeter. I I make sure I have my taser in the room with me. I got my mace. Um, and then as I'm walking out of the kitchen, I notice the like butcher slab thing with all the knives in it. And I'm like, well, now if someone breaks in, I'm just handing them a weapon. What am I thinking? And so I grab the, <laughs> the butcher slab thingy, whatever, of knives, the wooden thing. And I bring those in the room with me. I was like, ha, you try to attack me now, buddy. As if they wouldn't bring their own weapon. Who knows? Um, terrify myself. I have a hard time sleeping. Wake up in the morning. And, and, and uh, obviously I'm sober. I had driven there. So this is all just sober. This is just Rachel's brain on Rachel's brain. And I wake up in the morning and then I'm kind of in a shame spiral when I see that I've (laughs) brought knives into the room and, uh, you know, there's a taser by the bed. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. But if you listen to these things enough and watch enough murdery stuff, like you start to be like, this could happen at any time to anyone. Like I have to be prepared. But then, you know, I realize I can't put this on other people. So... My friend Kylie comes over. We're laying by the pool. At first, I was so I had already been laying by the pool. Um, and then she and I was listening to My Favorite Murder. And then she comes over. And I'm like, well, before she came over, I was like, well, I'm just going to put country on. Put country on. Like, be easy breezy. Don't freak your, you know, childhood best friend out. Um, and then I was just bored after a while. I was like, I don't want to hear country anymore. I want to hear a great story about a serial killer. And so I just, like, went and I switch the bluetooth on to my favorite murder and like kai kai was gone that's what i call her within about 20 minutes like her mood changed she wasn't into it i scared my poor friend away um so just note to self guys if you're into these types of podcasts uh don't force them on people uh yeah so there's that and then i also was so engulfed in the podcast and this is something i should know as an adult like don't get too much sun you know Put some sunscreen on, which I did, but I laid on a floaty in the pool for hours. And now um, my skin looks like fine Corinthian leather. It is aggressive. And I have so much sun damage now. It's probably irreversible. I look like tan mom. It's not okay. So that's what happened to me this weekend. 
I hope yours was a little less neurotic. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, show dates. Uh, I don't have any other new ones besides the August 22nd show in Seattle. So Seattle, August 22nd at Laughs Comedy Club. Get your tickets at rachelbryancomedy.com. I mean, I have a ton of shows in L.A. and uh, doing a charity event show and all this stuff. But on the road tour dates, I'm still figuring those out because I'm working with a new booker. So everything is up in the air. And I've actually been so responsible because I asked you guys, like, you know, DM me or email me what city you want me to come to, what city you're in. And if you want to continue to send them to me, uh, you can DM me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N on Instagram or email me at info at Um And yeah, I want to connect with you guys, but like, tell me what cities to come to because I've been responsible and I compiled a like an Excel, what's well, not an Excel spreadsheet. I don't know how to use Excel. A pages document of um, literally like every city that you guys have mentioned. And if I can remember to do it, I will take the names of the people on Instagram and then put them in there. So then when I do book a show there, I'll let you know, and I will remember you. So yeah, DM me what cities you want me to come to, to do stand-up, live podcast, whatever, hang out, you know, cool. All right, so, oh, also guys, remind you to subscribe, rate, and review. Please rate my podcast five stars so it can continue to be awesome, and I do this for you, and to hear my own voice. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about my guest day. Okay, guys, this is crazy. I have a friend who's running for president. How cool is that? Am I a little bit pissed that I didn't decide I should date him before this so I could maybe be first lady? Yeah, a little bit. I say it to his face. You know what I mean? Does that make me a horrible person? Kind of, but I'm okay with it. Um, No, I'm joking. He's just a really good friend of mine. So uh, my very good friend, hilarious comedian, Ben Glebe, is running for president, and he's going to talk about it on my podcast today. But if you guys don't know who he is, you're living under a rock because he's awesome. Uh, Ben Glebe was named by TBS one of the funniest comedians working today. He's the host, head writer, and executive producer of the Emmy-nominated Idiot Test on Netflix, which is a hit comedy brain teaser game show, which originally had four seasons and 210 episodes. It's insane on Game Show Network. Um, he has a hilarious hour-long stand-up special, Ben Glebe, Neurotic Gangster, which premiered on Showtime and is currently airing on Amazon Prime. Check that out. He recently hosted with Olivia Munn, The Telethon for America, pro- powered by Michelle Obama's When We All Vote. Um, for seven years, he was a roundtable regular on Chelsea Lately on E! with over 100 appearances. And he did a memorable guest star on an episode of the E-Scripted series after Lately. He appears on the Today Show with Kathy Lee and Hoda and had over 25 appearances so far. He's been on so many things. Midnight with Chris Hardwick, Comedy Central. Just, I could keep going. Um, you guys are going to love him. He's hilarious and he's so smart. And, you know, he's got a good point. Like, who better to be president than someone who's traveled the country doing comedy, getting to know you know, all parts of our country, uh, who's also, you know, a working man, working comic, gets, just, he gets it. Um, so yeah, without further ado, give it up for my good friend, Ben Glebe. Ben Glebe, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. This, my return appearance. This is fascinating, what's happening right now. So I'm just gonna go right into it. Please. My, uh, good friend and hilarious comedian, Ben Glebe, is running for president. Mm-hmm. Of America. Of a, yeah, I didn't think you were 
you know, going to hop over to Columbia and I would never just see if you could do that. Even yeah. My, did go, my dad did go to high school in Columbia. But did you really? Mm-hmm. You're being serious? Uh-huh. Oh. Born in Columbia. So maybe. Are you Colegio a dual citizen? Nueva Granada. No, I'm American citizen all the way, and that's why I want to lead this great country. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't have flown if you were a dual citizen, right? Yeah. Could a dual citizen I run? I they could, probably, but it's not a good look. Yeah, why? It means they're worldly. It means they have great relationships where are your with loyalties. The... That's a good point. I don't know which one you're more loyal to. Okay. So at first I saw this on Instagram and I was like, God, this is a funny bit Ben's doing. I was like, maybe he's trying to get like a late night show or something like a political show. And then I uh, did Alison Rosen's podcast and she was like, hey, did you know Ben's running for president? And I was like, oh, that's for real. So where did this come from? Um, I've been very passionate about our politics for a long time mm-hmm. and you know, people listen to my podcast would know that because I've been trying to get people who'd never cared about the news interested in the news for a very long time. And I, in addition to being one of the drop dead funniest comedians in the world, as you oh, would yeah, yeah. know, and a lot of people know that. I said that earlier in your bio yeah. that oh, we'll great. go before this. Yeah. Drop Excellent. dead funny. This is actually the exact, the exact words. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. It's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always just been very passionate about our politics, especially when George W. Bush got elected. I was like, this can't stand. We mm-hmm. just can't. And I just didn't think he was a good president. I don't think he was. He was had our best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. And I just started getting so involved in it, and it became a big like part of my career. So my career kind of went dual paths, where I was always doing stand-up and talking about the normal, silly, stupid things on stage we mm-hmm. all do. And then personal things and whatever it is and then i would also like go on npr and talk politics and cnn and and fox news and and um how did you ABC how did news. you start doing that it's just, it just like, like your leads, publicist leads to or another. someone no it was like i was in my old manager's office dave rath's office one day uh-huh. and they want the N- npr called about having brian Posehn on this thing they were doing called comedy congress where mm-hmm. they would have comics on to like make fun of the politicians of the month and Posehn wasn't interested in politics. I was in the office, so happened. Mm-hmm. And so Dave's like, you know who loves politics? It's my client, Ben Glebe. And got me in there. And um, I went in and killed it. And I was invited back for seven years. Ended up winning that Golden Mike Award for our coverage on that show. Jeez. Um, it's just like, I guess, the best award in radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on my desk. Okay, cool. No one ever looks at it. I wish they would. I kind of like indicated. What is that award you have? That's a fake Oscar. What is it for? The Oscar I'm going to win. What does it say? Like for best girlfriend or something? No. No, my friends got it for me. I don't know what they covered it up with. It's for a movie I was writing. Oh, nice. I, I did best write. picture does the sky hold birds. Yes, that's the name of it. Beautiful. Yeah. I got a real Oscar placard at the Oscar uh, factory. I think you told me that because you did some hosting thing. I think you talked it. about it on my last oh, podcast, actually. God, probably, I probably because of this. No, I just got that. Oh, ago. okay. Anyhow. So um, I went on there and went, did it for a bunch of years, and then they invited me to cover the Democratic and Republican conventions for them, and I did that. And then um, I was at the Democratic convention, and I had a publicist at the time who contacted CNN, and they had me on to talk about about all that stuff. And I was on with Anna Navarro, and, mm-hmm. um, and then Don Lemon had me on a bunch of times in a row, and um, that was pretty cool. And um, it just led. It, just, it kept doing political things. I started writing for the Huffington Post occasionally, and I co-anchored ABC News for a week and, and did political coverage for them on election night 2016. Uh-huh. And I just kept having these dual tracks, and I was pretty good at – I just ha- ended up having a talent for, like, understanding our politics and then translating it into language that people could understand yeah. and make them care about it and laugh at it. 
And so I just started doing it. And then when Donald Trump got elected, Mm -hmm. I realized two things very quickly. One, our democracy is at risk. Mm -hmm. I just really felt like the guy is an immoral, racist, immature, misogynist, Mm -hmm. um, Mm self-centered crybaby who's eroding our values every day and not even if it is as if that wasn't enough beyond that he's like also making us question what reality is yeah calling fake new fake news that's completely fake news on things that are facts (laughs) yeah yeah and things that are and things that are fake he says are true Mm -hmm. it's absolutely true a lot of people are telling me i had the biggest crowd (laughs) in inauguration history Mm -hmm. well we can see photos and they're not but people believe it if you if you were to run against him yeah um, would you uh, do an impression of him to 100%. his face? One hundred percent. It's one of the things I dream about most. Really? Oh my god! <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, because I would be on the debate stage against Donald Trump if I end up beating out the rest of the Democratic candidates, mm-hmm. and there'd be no better way, I think, to diffuse his powers as being one of the. You got to hand it to me. He's one oh, of the yeah. best trash talkers in history. Yeah, he's one of the best hecklers in history, mm-hmm. and the only way to handle a heckler is with a comedian. Yeah, I was going to say, like, who better to handle that than a comedian? Like, I I would love to see a comedian on a political debate stage. Like, that would be really cool. Bill Maher's been saying it for months. His exact quote is, we need someone to shred Trump like a stand-up does a heckler because he is a heckler. And to defeat him, we need a comedian. Yeah. And so I decided to to step up. Is his show still on? His show is still on. Okay. And I would love to go on his show. And so... I'll make uh, some calls. Thank you very much. You know. And so... Even just on the Democratic debate stage, it would be incredible if I had a chance to go in there. And so that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're doing actually what we are calling the Democracy Challenge. Mm-hmm. The DNC, the Democratic National Committee, that decides what candidates get in the debate. Yeah, I need to know how all that happens. Like, how do you... So normally it's very hard to get in. Normally mm-hmm. you have to be this establishment person and be like kind of anointed by the Democratic Party to even have a chance. And do you have to have held any political office no. before i mean donald trump never did good point that's so, a, that's a great point <laughs> that was the second thing i realized is yeah. that truly it's true what they say growing up anybody could become president mm-hmm. he argued that he was an every man relatable like everybody else but that was just a lie another one of his cons he's mm-hmm. this like out of touch billionaire who only cares about himself and his rich buddies yeah but he pretends to be an every man i actually am who's more of an every man than a comedian yeah. who travels the country his whole career for two decades i've been traveling people, the country getting to that, shaking yeah. hands meeting people getting drunk with people yeah regular in people horrible cities sometimes horrible condos horrible mm-hmm. Hotels just trying to make 30 people laugh, 80 people laugh, 150 people laugh, whatever it is. I just saw a comedy condo, by the way. I wasn't staying there. I uh-huh. was actually staying at my friend's house, but the opener was staying there. Um, that did not have windows. Oh, my God. I was like, this is Penitentiary so depressing. Style. I like, love oh, that. Oh, God. I was like, you don't even know what time of day it is. He's like, it's been very <laughs> depressing. Anyways. That's amazing. Do you know what else is amazing? Looking and feeling your best. And this episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Style Plan by Frank and Oak. Style Plan is the online destination for anyone who wants to look sharp and shop smart. Interested in discovering new eco-friendly clothing made from cutting-edge technology that's also good for the planet? Style Plan by Frank and Oak is the premium monthly clothing subscription box that gives you just that. Simply let them know your sizes, style tastes, and budget preferences, and a team of stylists paired with a revolutionary algorithm will take it from there, always giving you the final say. I seriously got the cutest outfit from Frank and Oak, and I probably, I don't know that I would have been able to pick out this outfit on my own, but it was suggested to me, and I'm like, uh, yes, I will have a beautiful pale yellow linen blazer and matching shorts so 
cute, so summery, so breezy. And I want you guys to check it out for yourself. To sign up for Style Plan, all you need to do is fill out a short survey on your style and budget preferences. And based on your answers, a team of stylists combined with AI recommended three to five items for your box. Style Plan by Frank and Oak lets you preview your box before shipping so you can confirm, customize, or skip a month whenever you want. Every Style Plan member gets exclusive, exclusive membership pricing plus free shipping and free returns. What more can you ask for than a subscription box that combines convenience and style with an emphasis on sustainability? And I have an offer for my listeners. To sign up for Style Plan by Frank and Oak, go to frankandoak.com slash be here and use my code be here to try your first month risk-free and get $25 off your first box. That's F-R-A-N-K-A-N-D-O-A-K.com slash be here to get $25 off your first box and use my code be here to get $25 off your first box. That's frankenoak.com slash be here. So I realized that anybody can run, even though it's been a little bit of a challenge so far to get the mainstream coverage, but to get into the debates, mm-hmm. it's hard typically. How do you get noticed? Is that the 65,000? Exactly right. Okay. So, you so need- in 2016, the Democratic Party was criticized for putting their foot on the scale and mm-hmm. not allowing Bernie to have his insurgence that happened when he started getting a lot of momentum. They kind of squelched it because mm-hmm. they wanted Hillary. And the d- Democrats in the country said, that's not how democracy works. You don't get to decide for us. Mm-hmm. So in order this year to seem like they don't have any influence on it, they made a very accessible threshold. Mm-hmm. They said just 65,000 donations of any amount and you qualify for the debates. The first of 20 people will get there. So it's there. not, it doesn't need to add up to like $65,000. Well, it would, because you have to donate it, at least $1. One, $1, okay. And it would be more than that, because our average so far is $10. Uh-huh. So if anybody can donate as much as they can afford, the max per person is $2,800. And we uh-huh. need money to have a real infrastructure and hire staff. Yeah. But just to qualify for the debate and have me on the debate stage, and after that, money will come in. Mm-hmm. We just need 65000 even $1 donations. Mm-hmm. And when we launched two weeks ago, Nobody was expecting a comedian to run, the yeah. host of Idiot Test to run. You know, the guy from Chelsea lately who got made fun of by Chelsea Handler to become <laughs> a candidate for president of the United States. And even without people being ready about it, but just knowing I cared about politics, the second I announced, donations started pouring in. Really? Rolling in. Volunteers started saying, please let me help your campaign. Let me work for you for free. Let me, you're the only voice speaking to me. You're the only real person in this yeah. race. And I think people are really resonating with my message of, of the fact that it should not be out of the 23 people already running. Yeah. Almost, actually all of them uh-huh. are career politicians mm-hmm. or multimillionaires. Yeah. That's not what most people's life experiences. Absolutely not. And then you wonder why the laws don't change and the structure, the system of our country does not change to take care of people who are the everyday American, mm-hmm. real people, because you keep electing career politicians who don't know what it's like to be normal anymore. Yeah. And you keep correcting, uh, keep electing multimillionaires or billionaires who just don't care about you. Mm-hmm. They say they do to get elected and they don't. Yeah. I'm someone who knows what it's like to struggle to pay bills. Yeah. To know what it's like to try to find good health care when you have a health scare like I did a, a, a year and a half ago. So we need to look differently, drastically differently at who we elect to political office. Yeah. And I think you got a good shot. I mean, Kristen thanks. and I went to your speech uh, or your event at the improv the other day and both of us were like... You, I was buying what you were selling. Thanks. Kristen said she was crying in the -hmm. the audience. Mm -hmm. I gave a 35-minute speech more full of policy ideas, progressive new ideas to change the country than most of the candidates running. A lot of the candidates running don't even have any issues on their website. Mine, Gleeb2020.com, G-L-E-I-B-2020.com. I I have 14 policy positions on my website. Yeah. 
Most of them don't even have this for years. Yeah. I, I, I have a vision for how to fix the country. And I think that I have the ability to not only do that, but to beat Donald Trump. And if we don't beat Donald Trump, it won't matter how many progressive great ideas these candidates have. If they can't stand up to this bully yeah. effectively like a comic can, they won't make it up there. So if people just go to Glebe2020.com right now and just donate a dollar or whatever you can afford, mm-hmm. we have just two and a half or three weeks left to qualify. We'll see if it's true that we have a democracy still or not. Yeah. Will they allow a regular dude up on the debate stage or will it or will they come up with some excuse? It's the democracy challenge for that reason. It's a dollar for your democracy. Yeah. No, I, th- I listen. Do it, guys. Are you, you donated more than that yourself? I did 20 whole dollars. See, there you Jeez. Go. Um, now, are you at all concerned about like, OK, you get, you know, uh, you start running or whatever and then people start making up stuff about you or digging up weird shit from your past that sure. you were like, yeah, I did that when I was 17. Like, relax. Sure. Like, are you, what's your plan for that? That was part of the, the, I had to get over that fear and that was part of what slowed my decision down. I was thinking about this for two years and decided, I'm like, I don't know, can I, it's literally the only job in the world mm-hmm. that you try to get it and millions of people try to stop you from getting mm-hmm. it and try to tear you down. Yeah. No other job, people yeah. like, millions. fuck you, you're yeah. not going to get it. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to work at this yogurt shop. No, There's fuck not- no. <laughs> I'm getting that yogurt job. It's just, it's never have such vitriol. So it's She very bullied scary. me in high school. She can't serve yogurt. <laughs> and so, yes, that was very scary. And I never bullied anyone. Anyways. I, I don't know if that's true. Absolutely not. No, you seem very sweet. It was, no, yeah. I stood up for people. That's really sweet, Rachel. Well, yeah, maybe I should run. What if maybe I ran you against run. you? You could be a running, very interesting running mate. Against me? Oh, now you're out. Considering you have a running mate for a hot second there, and now running you're out. Running mate. What do you mean? What would I be? That vice means president. Vice president. Okay. Why not? Well, if you don't know what running mate is, maybe you're not going to be vice no, president. No, I but. do. I do. Shush. <laughs> but so <laughs> that that is is so. So you were scared about that. I was a little bit scared about that. And then I just decided as I kept seeing Trump further and further erode our values, commit treason on live TV by mm-hmm. siding with Vladimir Putin and Russia and believing them over our own intelligence agencies. That's the definition of treason. Mm-hmm. It's giving aid and comfort to our enemies over our own nation yeah. and our own sovereignty, not yeah. trying to stop interference in this coming election. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a time for us to be scared anymore. It's a time for us to stand up yeah. and do anything we can. And if I think there's any shot that I can help stop Donald Trump better than these other politicians who are cautious and, ca- and scared and afraid to throw arrows at him and talk mm-hmm. trash back to him and give him stupid nicknames back to him, I'm going to call him crybaby Trump Yeah, to his face, do the impression to his face. I will do that. I'll sacrifice. Just hope he doesn't like put a hit on you or something. I mean, don't put that out there. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Cancel clear. Okay, good. So what, but what's your what's your plan to handle when people do that? Like, how are you going to handle when people just decide to pull up an old video from Chelsea Handler where you maybe said something? Sure. Slightly racist or something. I thought I'm saying that's happened, but right. Trying to, or I, like, I oh, I smoked pot with Ben at some point. Like, oh, I mean, I'm not afraid of that. All the candidates admit to having smoked pot. Yeah. Kamala Harris just talked about smoking pot. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama talked in his book about doing cocaine. So it's it's a different world now mm-hmm. where I don't think people are as uptight about some of those things. Obviously, people can make stuff up, but I've led my life morally. I've had tons of fun. Yeah. I've been on the road. I've been a a a road horror comedian mm-hmm. at for different times in my life. I've had a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. comedians get to be rock stars and I've enjoyed it. I've I think en- male comedians get to be rock I know. stars. I wanted it's to just, say that, but I didn't want to be sexist yeah, with it. It's just no one's, it's no weird. men are waiting outside of clubs to, you know, hang out with me. I mean, it's really not true. I just think maybe it's uncomfortable for women to do it because I guarantee you a large amount of the, of the dudes in that crowd think you're very attractive and would love it. 
but yeah. but it's just a weird power dynamic. Just doesn't. You, you would just have to like initiate same. it. Maybe yeah, it's just not degree. the same. Plus, most of my audience are my female podcast listeners, or their gay best friend, or a boyfriend that they drug there. That you know, they drugged them there. Drug? Yes, they drugged them first with GHB, <laughs> then brought them there, and they were the worst audience members ever. <laughs> um. So. Yes, I've male rock stars look like, or we male have, comics look like We rock do, stars. and I've enjoyed it. Like, I, I was a you know, kid that grew up in high school and in elementary school with a severe speech problem. I was mm-hmm. not the popular kid. I was made fun of a ton. I had bullies come at me and did not get girls at all. Mm-hmm. So to get to a pl- place where I could get girls interested in me was such an exciting thing. I certainly enjoyed it for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but it's about being a moral person. It's yeah. about never doing anything against somebody's will or doing something where someone's uncomfortable. And that's yeah. the things that Donald Trump have done. Oh, so yeah. God forbid, I hope people don't make up any stories about me, but well, they might, but they certainly to, might. Yeah. I'll just have to explain that it's not true. At any level, people may truth. make things up about people. Sure. And you know, so, but beyond doing that, sometimes having casual sex or, signing boobs after shows and people ask you me to signed, sign their boobs. What are you, Vince Neil? I'm Vince Neil, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, I've signed tons of boobs. Are you God, kidding? being a female comic is just so much different. It's an incredible experience to have a woman who's attractive or even unattractive or anywhere on the spectrum come up to you and be like, would you sign my breast? Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's see that breast. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. I mean, it's literally, I, 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 I wish my parents could see me at that moment. It's an incredibly proud moment. <laughs> um, but you know, that's obviously something that somebody's coming up and asking you to do. No yeah, one's yeah. coming up and asking you to sign their boob in a professional way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sexy moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've had fun, but I've never done anything against anybody's morals or my own. And so I'm confident that that's the other benefit of being a comedian. Mm-hmm. I can just diffuse that stuff. Totally. You know? yeah, you're like, this is be like, yeah, I, did yeah, it. Yeah, and did it was it. fun. Where yeah. every other co- politician would be like oh, holding a press conference and we'd like to apologize for the discretions. But no, I've had and his wife just looks nervous and she's holding his hand, but you can tell she's like gripping it. Yep. Like just pissed. Yep. Oh, Melania style. Is your current girlfriend excited that she could possibly be the first lady if you guys stay together? Yeah, I don't think she hates the idea. She's about to move into my place. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you move quickly? How do long I? Have you been dating her? I've been dating for a year. Oh, I thought it was less time. I don't than think that. it's that quick. Okay. We've been like exclusive boyfriend girlfriend though, only for not that much time for about um, like seven months. Okay, well, and that's, that's a good bad. I've never lived with anybody either. Oh, I thought the last girlfriend lived with you. No, I just made she that was up. just there all the damn time. Okay, um, but um, got it. Carmela's amazing, and on the day that I'm I... am excited for her. Thanks. I'm, like, pissed I didn't date you. <laughs> right? So I mean like it's a good I, house. Is that I, what you're saying? Because no, of the house? No, I'm saying I could have been the first lady, maybe. Oh, because of the first lady it. thing. Right. See? But the, now I saw Missed right through your game. Missed you opportunity. You weren't interested when you knew me for me. <laughs> and the chance to be in that White Listen, House... Just being honest. I appreciate that. <laughs> totally now totally. you're back in the running for vice president, at least. <laughs> You got a real honest quality about right? you. Not See? a bully. Not See? interested in having sex with me. Those are three things I look for in a vice president. See? There you That's go. That's why I'm considering Elizabeth Warren as well. Okay. And so. I mean, you're probably not interested in having sex with her. Not on top of my list. Yeah. Okay. Lovely person. Lovely. Married. Has a great family. Yeah. But um, so the day that I filed with the Federal Elections Commission to run mm-hmm. for president, that evening when everybody left my house and all the volunteers working on my campaign left, I asked Carmel to move in with me. Oh. Because on the same day that I decided to throw my hat in the ring and try to help the country, I wanted to also make my own life better by by, by having so her move cute. into my place. Aww. So that was You're cool. going to be married soon. Who knows? I have a dog now. You're going to propose when you're on the campaign trail. It's going to be so... During like, my inauguration speech. Something like that. It's going to be something <laughs> major. Do you think you have a good shot to win this? 
I think that I have a shot. It's definitely a long shot, mm-hmm. of course, and that's why I'm going on all my friends' podcasts and saying, please donate a dollar if you can at Glebe2020.com, and I'm sorry to keep mentioning it, but no, it's fine. we're going up against machines with millions of dollars mm-hmm. and teams that have been planning and grooming these people to be president forever, mm-hmm. and I'm a comedian and a regular dude saying, yeah. do you want a regular person to have a voice in our democracy? Do you want someone who represents you who knows what real struggles are like? And we got no money with which to, to do that. Yeah. So if you can, if you believe just in that, I, you don't even have to endorse my campaign. Yeah. You just have to believe that that is a, an interesting idea. You gotta idea. give Ben Glebe a shot. Yeah, just to have a different voice in it. For, the election is not for a year and a half, more yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. It's too early to have only politicians and millionaires in there. Let's have some other voices in our politics. See what I have to say on, the, on that yeah. debate stage. If you like it or not, decide if you vote for me or Bernie or Biden or, or Warren yeah. or whoever you want or Kamala Harris. They're all good people. They well, seem like I, good people. Yeah. I can't be a running mate because I am a millionaire. That would, Are you? Yeah, that would go against what you're... Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's just... gold everywhere in the place? <laughs> no. You have to donate more than $20, I think, then, my friend. Melt down that fake Oscar you got there. Listen, the gold was already here. My landlord put it in. That mirror <laughs> was there. I would not have put the gold mirror above a gold couch. What about the gold sconces? Those were already there. Those okay. are, aren't even gold. Those are more You said you liked of... gold last time I was here. No? I How do. About this gold table right Listen, here? that, everything else, but I wouldn't have right. added the gigantic gold mirror. Whatever. Fair enough. So we digress. The point is, I know it's a long shot, but I know that I'd be a very good president. Mm-hmm. I have ideas to help shift the country to help everyday people mm-hmm. the wealth and income gap's been widening it's hard for people to even make a living working even one jo- full-time job yeah. two jobs it's three crazy. jobs a lot of people have it's, it's intense it's it's and i would insane. only i would only have one decision making process for me when in every policy i would adopt would simply be what helps the biggest number of people mm-hmm. and if it helps the, uh, the biggest number of people that's what i will do and so i know it's a long shot but i don't think we should give up on our democracy or give up on outside voices or giving people a chance just because it's unlikely. If we did, we wouldn't have a country. Yeah. Our country was unlikely too. Are you worried about? God, um, I sound like a politician now. You do. I I'm and I'm and that. I'm just asking you all the immature questions because no, you know what? No, keep it going. I That's, can lighten it up now. Is Ben saying, and I've said many times before my podcast, sometimes when you work so hard, you can feel depleted, but that's where Hum Nutrition comes in. Hum Nutrition is the vitamin company disrupting the beauty industry by focusing on preventing concerns and long-term care and repair, not damage control and covering up. Their mission is to help you look and feel your very best by turning your beauty self-care routine inside out and making inner health the foundation. I wake up every morning and I have my uh, green superfood powder that I mix up into water. I drink it down. It gives me so much more energy helps my metabolism it also tastes delicious i'm taking all these gummies for my skin and probiotics for my digestion and a flatter stomach and hum nutrition is all about making you look and feel your best each specific supplement packs a combo of potent ingredients designed for specific aims like clearer skin boosted energy a flatter stomach or fuller hair and they're backed by clinical results not sure what you need no problem. Take a quick quiz to get personalized recs plus 20% off with my code Be Here. Plus, save even more with their convenient, flexible, and money-saving monthly plans. So to get started, go to humnutrition.com slash get underscore started and get personalized product recommendations based on your goals and needs from their team of RD nutritionists. Okay, so that's H-U-M-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash G-E-T underscore S-T-A-R-T-E-D. That's humnutrition.com slash get underscore started and use my code here for 20% off your first order. Are you worried about aging 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. I am. I already am exhausted. I'm not sleeping at all. 
I the other, You already were a night owl. Yes. But I at least would like get sleep and sleep into the day when I could. Mm-hmm. And now this thing's been live for just two weeks. And because we're such a grassroots campaign, like my girlfriend and I are designing flyers, I came up with the logo. We had someone design it, but I came up with it. Mm-hmm. We're working on every single detail. I'm trying to book my own press in addition to our media team booking press uh-huh. and reaching out to friends and asking for donations and planning how to what the backdrop of the stage would look like for our campaign launch event at the improv yeah. there night and ordering the flag on Amazon to put yeah. up there like every detail crafting well, all the let tweets me know if I can volunteer at some point thank you I'm happy to do it thank you um and so so I'm barely sleeping like I did Nikki Glazer's radio show yesterday uh-huh. and at on uh, Sirius and I'd only been asleep for two hours and 20 minutes I had to wake up I could drive to that. Sirius do her her show come back home sleep for another two hours and then on like under four and a half hours had to do like three more interviews campaign strategy sessions calls oh God, FEC compliance I'm pretty tired already um but it's worth it are you still going to tour and do stand-up while this is going on like are you keeping your day job so how do you have time for all of that's this? the crazy thing too i don't plan to do a ton of it mm-hmm. um but, but you could reach so many people exactly but there's also we're trying to figure out we're talking to lawyers tomorrow about even like the campaign finance laws can i talk about a campaign on a gig i'm getting paid for how does that work oh, okay. so we're figuring all that out but i am going on the road tomorrow I'm heading to san diego for the first time uh since the campaign launch i'm doing a road weekend it was mm-hmm. already booked and i need to the thing of having a working man candidate is i have to keep working yeah i gotta make money so i'm yeah, doing you couldn't just take two years off or a right. year and a half off while you're campaigning so i'm doing the, the la jolla unless store. you're a millionaire and i didn't exactly know. <laughs> and i i am not yeah so and i'm putting a, a large amount of my little savings i have into this campaign mm-hmm. um to try to see what we can do to affect change in our country and so i'm, I'm headlining the la jolla comedy store this friday mm-hmm. through sunday uh, visiting our troops and campaigns on the way up there. Nice. And then doing a town hall meeting at the comedy store at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Oh, really? Talking campaign and then doing a regular comedy show in the evening. So I'm going to try to do both. Will your act changed? Will it it's be like more like... For a while. Yeah. Because, well, do you think... So you're going to go completely political? No, not completely, no. I think people need to laugh about all kinds of stuff. And when they come out to the comedy show, I'm going to do some fun, silly stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I'll just make sure I talk about some politics in every set, but not for too much of it. Mm-hmm. I want to also tell personal stories. And I want to also make fun of the moon like I do in my act. And You make fun of the moon? I make fun of the moon quite a I bit. Bet how, I'm, I'm a moon I bet, shamer. But that goes over awesome. People, people don't are into think it. they're anti-moon until yeah. I say this bit and they're like, I hate the moon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they're just pushing the moon on us too much lately. Yeah. I so, didn't know that they were. I, I oh, guess I haven't been noticing that. No, you'll notice it. You'll, okay. you'll notice it now because I think they're maybe doing it to distract us from all the craziness happening in the world politically. Why? Because there's always, there's like all these eclipse things. Yeah, and every, stuff? that never happened when we were kids. And now every two days they're like, tonight's a very rare strawberry mango moon. <laughs> <laughs> strawberry actually, mango they moon. They actually do do that. And it's Every like, yeah. three days, a harvest blue blood wolf moon. You're like, it looks the same as it, it always does. looks exactly has, the same. It's actually, still a little bit off they're white. like, you can't look at it without these special sunglasses right now. Yeah, it's like, we're no. good. It's the moon. Yeah. Tonight's yeah. a partial eclipse of the moon. You can only see part of the moon You're tonight. You're like, also, I live in Los Angeles. I can barely see the moon exactly. or the stars anyways. Yeah, and then when it's a partial eclipse, isn't that like how the moon always looks? You just see part of the moon most of the month. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'll be I'm, talking about silliness. So now you're I'm, I'm on, so on board. Getting yeah, angry now, at that moon, huh? Yeah, it's kind of bugging me. And also, me how now. come you can't take the moon's picture? Did you ever ask yourself that? Yeah, it's, you can never capture that. You can never capture moon, it. Sometimes it even gets saw. low and it's huge. Yeah. You take your cell phone out, it looks what like a street What was Neil light. Young doing right in a whole song about the harvest, mm-hmm. right? 
I don't know. You can't photograph it. I see the moon. My phone's like, I disagree. <laughs> I don't believe that you do bullshit. see the moon. Bullshit. I call BS on that moon view. Moon um, roof live? Uh, wait, what was I going to ask you? What was I going to ask you? Um, I don't know. I'm not a psychic. I'm just a presidential candidate. My God. I know, it but can't you be know, all things. You, no, we, I, we're going to rely on you to be That's everything true. possible. That's true. What uh? What do your parents think about this? I saw them after the show. I congratulated them. Oh, that's nice yeah. of you. Are they like, well, this is awesome, or? Yeah, they're on board now. They at first thought it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think any parent wants their kid being exposed to the scrutiny of a presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. I would think they'd be proud, but yeah. Now they're proud. My, you know what? I, my mom I'm, doesn't like be, me being exposed to the scrutiny of Instagram, let alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom now, all of her friends are on board, and they're donating, and they're offering to volunteer. All my parents' friends. And so my mom said to me the other day, she got mad at her friend at dinner who hadn't congratulated her that her son's running for president. And I'm like, Mom, you your, just your got on board. Your mom's, you're like, Mom, you've already changed a yeah. lot. Like, you've <laughs> become quite the diva already. <laughs> and I said, you just got on board. She's like, no, I just didn't want you to go through this. But I, I never, I'm like, Mom, you thought it was a ridiculous idea when I first brought it to you. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, you're lying. <laughs> um. So what what is like what does the campaign even look like? Like do you just go like give what does it look like? I'm plugging my phone into your charger. Okay. What does the already, campaign look Jesus, like? Already just taking shit. Sorry, from the little guy. <laughs> um, like what what? Okay, so in two weeks, so in two weeks could it be over if you don't get the sixty five thousand? So if we don't hit the sixty five thousand individual donations, which you can make at glebe twenty twenty dot com. Okay, I think they heard it. I, I know, like but I feel like we're on they, like here's um, all one the, of those like call-in shows from the '80s or whatever. This is like the donation drive yeah. on, the, on, on NPR. <laughs> they say hands that across America. I'm getting all this information, fundraising feedback. People keep breathing down my throat. Is that breathing down my throat? Is that a neck? Phrase? Breathing down neck. Down my neck. neck. Yeah, their throat. They pried down. open my mouth <laughs> and they're just breathing air into like my throat. Like when my dog eats something by accident, yeah. and you got to get it open. Yep. Um, they keep breaking down my back with this phrase. How does the phrase go? Breathing down my neck. Breathing down my neck? I think that's what it is. I mean, somebody goes behind you when they have an important Listen. message and they go, <sighs> most down of, your whole back? Most of the phrases we use, we don't really think about how yeah, weird they very sound. very strange. Very strange. That is very, very creepily sexual it's now that you think about it. Creepily sexual. Yeah. I got something I need to make sure you understand. Can I tell it to you? <laughs> down your whole but spine. But hold on. I have to go stand behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't move. Bend over a little bit. Ready for the secrets? You're taller than secrets. me, so you got to bend over. <laughs> so, um, I forgot even what we were talking about. Um, you let the donations oh, people They say you need, to t- you need to ask four times before somebody usually okay. will, will donate. Got it, got it. So, I think I've just now said it four times. I'll put it in the show notes, too. That's very kind of mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Um, GLEIB 2020.com. Down your, down your was, neck. Did you feel it, guys? Did you feel did it you down feel your it back? Did you feel it through the airwaves? Just put your ear, air, air butt on the back of your, on your, back of your head there. <laughs> and... Um, so if we don't reach 65,000, we're getting there, but we have a long way to go in these three weeks. We have to hopefully, hopefully hit some kind of critical mass. Then there's four more weeks until the CNN debates mm-hmm. where it's 70,000. So an additional 70? No, just an additional 5,000. No, but if you don't hit the 65, then it's over? No, because it's, okay. it's just the, they keep reassessing the criteria. So, okay. But there's only two spots left now, and if we don't get to be one of those two spots, or if more than two more people qualify, mm-hmm. if we do get it, and then two other people qualify. Then they go to polling numbers as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're not even in the polls right now because we don't have that threshold. So it's a real catch-22. So we have to get it quick. Mm-hmm. But then if we don't, it goes, j- again, just to 70K for the CNN debates for four more weeks, of which we can hopefully get to that number. 
And if we don't get to that number, then we have to reassess and figure out if we are able to fundraise enough money to keep going without being in one of the debates when already they're going to start narrowing the field down. And it needs to be 65,000 individual people. Correct. Someone couldn't just give you $65,000. No, the limit's 2800 per person or okay. 5600 per per how, per couple anyway. Mm-hmm. But no, they can't. I mean, I'm not taking any super PAC money or corporate lobbyist yeah, yeah. money. So um, you can't do that. So it has to be. That's why, that's why even a dollar counts. You know? So then, okay, so then you will just start giving speeches in parks and stuff? Just yeah, we're popping doing up that. places? So I'm doing this town hall, listening to people's concerns, what issues bother them, and then giving my policy positions. And You can do them it. as much as you want if you just set them up? Oh, yeah. The speeches? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So do you have all those planned? Yeah, I've already written several speeches. I'm a pretty good speechwriter. No, I'm what talking do you think about, like, the other night? I loved it. Did it move you emotionally? Yeah, I didn't cry like Kristen. But, but I'm not you. actually sure I saw her cry, but maybe she did. Well, she said she cried. No, I think she did. She's very demonstrative with her mm. um, emotions and hands. Nice. So, yeah. But we we were we stood up for a lot of it. We were giving standing ovations. We Thank were you. cheering. We were Thank in you. it. It was a really no, I thought it was surreal fantastic. night. Um, no, I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, like, do you, if you could give, like, if you could go do this every day, like, do you just go and try to reach different people every day? Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm trying right now to do a different strategy than most campaigns do. Mm-hmm. We don't have the money right now to do a whole ground game on the road. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is trying to do every interview, every podcast, every TV and radio station we can possibly do. Mm-hmm. We're just You're trying to hit way more people doing that than like an exactly. auditorium of 300 people or whatever. Exactly. So we're trying to be out of the box to create some viral videos and see if there's a different way to get a presidential candidate taken seriously than having to travel. Do some funny viral videos that kids will want to pay attention to. I just released one the to. other day where I'm just talking trash about Republicans that just voted against gay rights uh-huh. and just I voted against it. LGBTQ rights. And it's like... It's human rights, yeah. It's, it's human rights. And they're like, no, we're good on that. Like, yeah. what? On okay. human rights? And they're okay. like, and Trump will veto it if it hits his desk. A bill that just grants equal civil rights to LGBTQ That's people? That's ridiculous. How is this a position in 2019? It's disgusting. It's so embarrassing. And so the politicians are running. They seem like good people on on the Democratic side, but they've been unable to stop that. They didn't mm-hmm. throw a fit about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. So I feel like we need to consider people from the outside yeah. who have a chance to shake up the system because they're not already beaten down by it. What was the thing that you guys kept saying the other night? Why a comedian? Why not a comedian? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Give me your best pitch on we that. We haven't tried and we'll, it. Then we'll wrap it up because I know you got to get to other podcasts. Well, just the fact that. <laughs> Do you like that? I was like, give me your best pitch now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just four weeks ago or so mm-hmm. in the Ukraine, friendly country to us, they elected a comedian as president. Mm-hmm. Preston has just been set. A, a well-known comedian? Yeah, he was a well-known comedian, and he just unseated the current president of the Ukraine, went in a landslide, 75%. Mm-hmm. He had just played a comedian on TV before. Mm-hmm. His character on the show was a teacher mm-hmm. who went on a rant about government corruption that went viral, mm-hmm. and that swept him into office as president. His character on the show. Well, in real life, I'm a comedian who had a viral video recently where I went on a rant against the corruption of our president as I got heckled by a Trump supporter. Another Trump supporter threatened to shoot me in the head after the show. Jesus. And God, that's terrifying. said, you can't talk about a president like that. And I say, yes, I can. The whole point of comedy and of free speech in general is to speak truth to power. Uh-huh. And so instead of shutting up like he wanted me to do, I decided to run for president mm-hmm. because I'm not going to let anybody 
change the values or the core features of what make America the best country in the world. We need to get you some security if people are coming up to you and saying stuff like that. I don't disagree with it's that part. absolutely terrifying. That's terrifying for sure. Bulletproof but vest. I'm not afraid of it. Let's I get you one of those. Get what? A bulletproof vest when you're on stage. There was a, a short period of time where my mom wanted me to wear a bulletproof vest on really? stage. Really? Were you getting threats? Why? No. It was just something that popped in her head. Very similar to when she, <laughs> when I went to Europe for that stand-up tour I just did. She sent me there with GHB testing kits for my what? drinks. Yeah, little test strips. Kind of a cute idea. Sure. The only, the only problem with the uh, bulletproof vest idea is that I just finally lost a little bit of weight, mm -hmm. and then it's going to add some pounds to yeah, my it's, look. It's a little bit narcissistic. It's well, I just I'm like to, to look not trim. Get you dead, you know. Okay, I'll, just, I'll take it under advisement. Think about it. You know, I'll take it under advisement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been fun. I'm very excited for you. Very proud of you. I Thank feel like you. if you do become president, you can't forget about your um, friends that you were friends with before. Uh, of course not, Rebecca. And it's <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there for every big event. I want to get sure. invited. You'll get to sleep in Lincoln bedroom. Can we can, can we get invited to like fancy like White House State dinners? dinners? Oh, my God. This is gonna I'm be sure great. there's probably a certain this amount of invites I would meet, get. This is how I'm going to meet my husband. Who, Justin Trudeau? I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna be in this world, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, hey, other successful dude, you should mm -hmm. meet my friend Rachel. She's lovely. Yeah, she loves gold. Yep, you know, loves gold. Even though you're a ruthless dictator, I know you got a gold palace. Rachel's mm -hmm. into it. Yeah, fine. I'll be a matchmaker fine. for you. Yeah, there you I'll go. I'll be a matchmaker for you. Can you can use me as a pawn in some of your negotiations. Oh, I'm cool with it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can offer you up. Yes, you can. In trade negotiations. You heard it here first. Wow, that's very kind of you. You know. I do what I can for America. How do you feel about the Chinese? Because we need to fix our trade policy with China. So, yeah, well, sure. Whatever you'll, you got to do for your country. What? I, see, I'm doing this. I, I'm a, I'm of service like you are. It's very kind. I'm of a civil you. servant. You are. I think you're a strong contender for my vice president right now. Thank you. Very strong. That's contender. why I had you on the podcast. Elizabeth so we can Warren, talk about this. you got to step it up. Well, she's you know she's not as high of a commodity. Mm -hmm. Anywho. <laughs> Well, this has been really fun. Tell everyone again where they can find you on social media and then your website one more time. Thank you. It's just at Ben Glebe, B-E-N-G-L-E-I-B -E -E on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, B Glebe, letter B and then Glebe. And then just uh, Glebe2020.com. You can check out all about the campaign and just click donate right there. Please give what you can, but at least just a buck. Yeah. And see if, if, if our democracy is still real or if it's bullshit. Do it. Guys, it'll at least be fun to have him as president, mm, right? That's for sure. And at least be fun to have me on the debate stage. Yeah. And it's accessible. It could happen in three weeks. The That's debates are two weeks after that. Insane. End of June. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing You're this. You're so kind. Of course. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave soon. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.